We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And that's her path. And if I can't change that, then I need to respect that. Some people just don't want to get better. Some people are not, not necessarily consciously. So I'm not meaning to say insultingly. Uh, yeah, you've got to really be able to identify that. It is, it is sad and it is painful when you see it for a moment. But we can't save everybody. Like we can't. We're not saving anybody. They're saving themselves. But we can't facilitate everybody and transform transform them on the journey. You've got to really be at the point where you say, "I am willing to do absolutely anything right now to be able to get to that next point." Like I almost in a sense surrender. We're still not properly surrendering because um, we've got to really completely have that self worth, self love, self trust, their self value, which leads to self trust to be able to surrender. But it's literally just show me. Show me the way. Welcome back to the Happy Positive Energy Game podcast with me, your host, Luke Anning. And I hope all you beautiful people are feeling bright and warm. And if not, that is exactly why we are here today. I've got an amazing guest for you guys. I have got Julia Saar. Julia is a spiritual transformation coach and trainer who helps trauma survivors manifest their lives through the desires that they truly want to have using neuro-linguistic programming, energy healing, and channeling. Her subconscious reprogramming, manifestation, and quantum healing methods have created deep transformation, not only in myself, but many, many others as well, including actors, executives, and other coaches too. So Julia, it's an absolute honor to have you on this podcast because you've had a huge, huge impact on my life, as well as many others i'm sure welcome on oh thank you thank you and it's just as much an honor on my side especially since i must say i've had the wonderful pleasure of having the tour into your deep subconscious and you are just such an inspiration you are such an inspiration such a doer such a i'm just honored i'm completely honored and grateful so thank you (laughs) literally I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So we're going to dive um, straight in with some questions here. And I know you mentioned there about going deep into my transformation, but why do you think you need to go so deep within people's subconscious to go through transformation? We need to go deep because that's the hidden information that, that we talk about, where, you know, most of us know about the conscious and the subconscious and the conscious is controlling about 3% where the rest is in the subconscious, which remembers everything, not only from the day we were born, but from past lives. And again, if we're, um, we're just talking about science here, where kinesiology, either the subconscious has had illusions of past lives or they've literally existed, we don't know, but the subconscious holds it in. So all the memories are there. And so um, as you even know from the experience, you never know because we have like over 200 emotions that exist, but we have seven main emotions that they all stem from, which we've definitely experienced those seven emotions from the day that we were born, even from being in the baby crib all the way up. And so we access that information, that hidden information, in order to be able to bring new perceptions, because that's how we heal. We heal by expanding and seeing from a different perspective, as I always mentioned, goes back to even Albert Einstein's work. And that's why I do that. That's why I do that. We get that hidden information, we bring it out, and then we know what we need to heal on um, and of course, being in theta brain state, we can also implement whatever beliefs we want and um, amplify the feelings that are connected there and it just locks it in. So yeah, hidden information, darling, hidden information. Mm. And when you talk about theta brain state, can you explain to the audience like what that is and how you might access that? 
Yeah, so I guess it, most most people would hear, you'd hear a lot of people say you should say your affirmations and do your thing um, in the mornings or in the evening because you're still in theta brain state. The theta brain state is that we have a few few states, you know, the normal um, brain state that we're operating from um, in our day-to-day is on um, beta. And then, um, you know, when we do neuro-linguistic programming, many people go into alpha, some theta. Uh, hypnosis gets more into, into deeper brain states. Um, and theta brain state is where we're the most, relaxed the most relaxed the most in the we are operating through the parasympathetic nervous system which is rest and digest right so this is where we can um, open and unlock all that hidden information and actually be open to receive because this is where we can literally embed any commands that we want and any beliefs that we want to take on so theta brain state is my bff it's what i it's everything that i do uh, and definitely recommend people to look into it. You don't need to be a master at it, but you need to understand that even al- uh, alpha can be quite um, quite positive, uh, quite uh, productive, but theta is where all the, the depth of the work is done. So we want the brain to literally be in, in complete quiet and stillness and, and to have our nervous system, the right nervous system operating so that we can make the transformation that we want to make. Yeah. Did I narrow that down? Did, did you want any more information? That would be more... <laughs> No, please do keep talking, keep talking on this one. That state of brain state for me, and I found that really interesting. And and, um, some people take um, longer to get into there, and some people take, um, some people got like, I can go in there quite fast. And so um, the more you get used to it, that's why when we get into meditation and we get into literally slowing the mind down, so I'm not talking about like the guided visualizations, we we tend to get, get into this within and out of state of brain state there. However, when we're literally going into the stillness where we're attempting to switch off the thoughts as much as possible to state of brain state um, that we can get into in depth when we're doing our own meditation or when someone is guiding you with linguistics, that is something else um, that is specific to your representational system. So um, state of brain state is where we access the hidden information. It's where we make all the transformations that we want to make. That for me is everything. So for me, theta is everything. Mm -hmm. and like from our conversations i know your transformations so deep like i know we're not meant to trauma compare but some of the things that you spoke about were things that i was like wow like i didn't realize one human could go through that many things and now that's put you into this space of being like if you know julia if you've ever connected with her and i recommend going and looking at her content like julia has like a very powerful aura i would say but with your transformation being so deep why do you think the things that happened happened so that you're where you're at now like why do you think those certain things happened to you is there a reasoning behind that do you believe talk about my history and my, my past um most definitely i mean this is just Again, everything is just an idea until you really know it as an inner knowing. But my honest belief and from my experience and what I've experienced in clients as well so, um, is that I really truly believe that everything that we go through is a piece of the puzzle. Everything that we go through, things we go through, we also are manifesting because we're consistently manifesting. So we can manifest on low, on, or when we're in low state. So we're manifesting things that may not be desirable or even like maybe completely opposite to what we want. However, I believe that many significant especially traumas big traumas were put there because every trauma is an opportunity for us to 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 change every trauma is an opportunity for us to expand it's an opportunity for us to find the 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 the, um, 
the positive learning is what, what we want to attain from that, that we can really be able to empower. That's how we get through anything is to find that empowerment till we get the answer. And because I've had such an extreme life and where my path is taking me now, and I truly believe, shall that not have happened to me? Shall I have not have gotten through the trauma that I've gone through? I wouldn't be the perfect example and the inspiration for people. And it's something that's actually really come to because it, it's been a big challenge for me to come through with my sharing my story, for example. Not because I care of sharing my story. I'm honored to share my story. I just generally believed no one really cared. Like it doesn't, it's about them. I'm always there for them. And really, it's only been in the last year that I've started to really awaken to the, to the understanding that um, people connect more and they relate more. I guess you would know that very much as a business coach, is that storytelling is a very important part. Yeah, I can relate to just about almost anything of wherever it is that I'm, I'm um, the areas that I'm going into. And I still learn because, again, we're going back to the emotions. We said we talked about the seven main emotions. Um, so we, two people may have two complete opposite experiences yet get that same effect of a trauma or similar to, which is why it's interesting when we talk about, you mentioned comparing before, it's something that majority of people, I won't say everyone, but almost everyone, majority of people go through this and it always starts at childhood, right? At childhood, whether it's like really, really early toddler childhood, um, really early childhood where we have this conditioning to compare ourselves to others, let alone compete with others. And because we're comparing ourselves, so we're putting that judgment on ourselves and creating a whole chain of misjudgments. But yeah, definitely, I believe my past, I, I wouldn't change it for the world because I've already overcome it and it's brought me to where I am today. I won't be where I am today, so I'm not changing nothing, even if I could you know, use that magic wand. So definitely, piece of the puzzle, every part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if I can ask a deeper question here, which is going to be along the, the points of transformation, but... I feel like the best healers are still healing and the best teachers are still learning somewhat. But what's something that you found was a, a real challenge to heal from? Um, I could tell you honestly, it might be getting a bit deep. I don't know whether you'd want to uh, filter it. We can, go, we can go deep on this podcast. It's been quite open, but you know, um, when, at the age of 14, uh, where I went through a uh, very horrific uh, sexual abuse, it was, it was a kidnap and rape. Me and my sister were kidnapped and raped in a foreign country. And I literally had, um, I'd overcome it very, very easily. Like, I really refused um, to allow somebody else's sins to, like, traumatize me. And I really didn't know how to, I was really hurt about what he'd, he'd done to my sister because uh, I blamed myself a lot because she did everything to protect me and I just sat there doing nothing out of fear, even when he went on her and she would try to fight him and I did nothing. That was a big trauma, yet it affected my life in, in many other ways that I was completely unconscious with and it's actually only something that I've worked on more recently, which is why we're always healing. We're bringing things up um, where it, it affected me being able to be intimate in the morning because I would connect to that um, because I, I chose that I, that's how I heal from it, saying, well, I choose who I allow into my body. So, you know, anyone can come into my body, and then it matters what I choose, and that's what matters. Yet I didn't quite realize the attachment that I had there to, of protection that I couldn't be intimate in the morning because I was so tired, um, and I always felt that if it was disconnected, you know, disconnected intimacy meant rape, right, even though I didn't literally think of those words logically. And so, yeah, and, I, and, I, and um, that's one thing that um, I had healed on recently and still, um, I believe, needs a bit more work on because I still see it creeping up again. So, you know, um, but I didn't put the conscious effort 
you know, I always talk about you've got to do the conscious effort, you've got to do, I got lazy on it. And so I guess there's like deeper stuff. So that's one of my weaknesses that I can tell you. And um, now that you've brought it to the table, I guess I, I have to hold myself accountable and get into it. I'm glad that you said that. See how we're all like angels just supporting each other. That was one thing that, that, that had come through. And, and I'd been raped twice. And so the first rape had absolutely different effect. Uh, the second rape, sorry, had absolutely different effect on me. But, yeah. So we're, we're healing and we're dealing with things. And, of course, in my line of where I'm at, I also deal with, like, ancestral wounds and things like that. But I'm always healing, always figuring things out. If we think that we're not healing anymore, then we're kind of lying to ourselves. That's all it is. We're lying to ourselves. And if we feel that we've learned everything, we need to switch that up because that's also a lie that we tell ourselves, exactly as you said. Yeah. Why you ask that question specifically? So I just think, obviously, like I know you and like I know some of the things that you've been through, but I appreciate the audience don't necessarily know that. And I know you talked about transformation there and there's probably some people curious as to, okay, like transformation sounds cool and healing sounds cool and there's a lot of different modalities, but what's the process that you take yourself or your clients through when they're working through that transformation or healing process? Well, I mean, my process of transformation was um, different in, in the sense of what I take my clients through in terms of the subconscious reprogramming and all that area. That's the shortcuts that I found that I wish I had. As you would find the similarities, which is what I find phenomenal about you, um, because I've realized that's kind of like one of the things that Luke's code, right, is to move forward. You're consistently moving forward and nothing stops you away. And I literally had to change countries to make that transformation, not knowing what I was doing. But I literally tra transformed myself in the sense that I had created myself from scratch. And I went through all that healing and going through the long way of literally journaling and writing and questioning and journaling. It took me years um, to literally unpack all that because I didn't have someone guiding me. But what I do today <laughs> when it comes to healing myself or catching a limiting belief, whether it's limiting beliefs or even things that are deeper, um, I actually start to, I, I listen to my own tracks, like I'll, 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 I'll even record myself a track, like something that I'll take you through because I know how to answer the questions to myself and then carry on onto more questions and I'll leave more silence in the background or more music in the background and let it extend longer. Uh, but I go, my, I'm always in state of brain state to get a lot of things done, but I'm consciously aware every day, you know, like throughout the day, I'm consciously aware so I'll catch myself and I'll put things in. So I specifically say I know I've been lazy um, on that area that I needed to, to get fixing on, um, to get not fixing, fixing is not the right word, to get healing on, right? So we can um, release what needs to be released and, and grow stronger and move forward and enjoy better, right? Enjoy, enjoy mornings. Mm -hmm. Yet, um, so that's where the similarities are. I literally will do what I do for you guys um, in, that, in that same area. And... Um, and again, it's like mastering the mind and mastering the emotions, as, as, as we spoke to you before. It's like not letting anything go by. If I find myself, and I'm still, even though I've worked on my worthiness, I catch myself having deeper worthiness wounds that I didn't even realize existed. Like now when it comes to me wanting to be on stage or something to be able to inspire and get my book out and whatever, um, I realized that, or me even being coming visible and sharing my story, there was like worthiness issues there, that like little, little wounds that had to get um, healing on. So sometimes we need to be presented with specific situations or circumstances that show it to our faith. My husband is my number one reflection too. You mm -hmm. know, like he is like, there's a part that irritate me the most is the part that I find within myself and, and, and help me to change and shift. I'm just always observing. 
I'm always paying attention. If there's something I don't like about myself, even just the way I'm feeling, like if I don't like waking up feeling stressed in the morning, if I don't like uh, anything that I don't like, I realize anything I don't like, I can change mm -hmm. or I have to accept. And if you're resisting on accepting, because uh, the only reason I won't accept something is because I know it can be changed. <laughs> if, if I know it can't be changed, I'm like, okay, accept it. Uh, and we all know that. You don't need to be a master in that. But that's what I do. And I do a lot of, um, but I do do a lot of energy work with myself too, because I'm so quick into getting into theta brain state. Like when I was sick with a lung infection, um, you know, I went into full victim mode. You know, first I was questioning what's going on with my heart chakra. I was understanding what's going on, identifying how to move forward. Um, so I like allowed myself to just stay in victim mode. I was just too tired to do anything and didn't care. And then I was like, what am I doing after a couple of days? What are you doing, Julia? Like, get in there. I went in, you know, what I do with um, really connecting, emotionally connecting, um, bringing in the light and doing what it is that I do. So I use a few of, the, of those more modalities without a question of a doubt. I will always go in with a shortcut. But the way I transformed in the beginning was the longer way. And that's what I try to show people to do, that it doesn't have to be that long, daunting way. But our environment and everything that's going on within is must be in check. So mm -hmm. do you need to change countries or change cities to do it? Maybe sometimes. Maybe sometimes. But definitely not all the time. Yet. Definitely not all the time. Mm -hmm. Cut it. Mm. Yeah, I hear that. That's a really beautiful point to make. I, I, I think sometimes there is like a total need for like a location change or like a, a total shift in, in what that looks like. And yeah, like the sexual abuse um, happened in the room that I'm in now. And like, since we had a layout change, the painting changed, and I mean, everything in this room was different since that, that abuse of time. There's been a shift but it's interesting how different people um need like a total different location change like i've spoken to people who are like oh yeah i can't go back to my hometown because of this 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 and this yeah well how do you find being in that room do you ever get any uh, like it's completely out of your existence yeah i think um I think for me where like the guy that it happened with actually goes to the same gym as me was when it got sort of re-triggered and when was when I was like hey like this is coming up and my coach at the time was like okay so what do you want to do about it and I was like I kind of want to go up to him and she was like is that going to help you and I was like no not really so it was really interesting how like I journaled through it and then actually came out the other side but it's um it's how you're internally affected rather rather right the same as how you were like you know you refused to be traumatized as, as you said well mine was more it's more extreme like i we we want to move back to australia right and um sydney would have been an option i just don't want to be in sydney not because of anything because i've changed and i don't feel that that's going to hold me back but i was in a you know we're talking about drug addiction we're talking about just complete yeah. in the gutter kind of life you know i had to make a shift that's what I'm saying. It's not that we necessarily need to change countries, but I changed to a completely different environment, to completely different people. I suddenly had family that cared about me. It was like a blessing. So it was um, it was literally changing environments. So it was what you're saying. Again, um, your journaling, by the way, is fascinating because that you literally do self-heal yourself and bring things up to the surface through your journaling. The journaling lets you bring things to the surface and you say, okay, now this is what I need to do, and then you find your strategies. Your phenomenal example, you, which I assume you would be sharing with your clients um, with business coaching, but your journaling is absolutely phenomenal. It's a skill that
that is a healing skill on a whole other level because you know how to take action and to and to, to pull forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that works well enough for you to be able to be in that same bedroom, mm-hmm. which is very phenomenal in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's um I think it's an, a really important note to take. I think I was reading a study a while back from I I took a little journaling course actually, so that probably adds to it. But there was a study saying that um even if you journal once per week that your depressive symptoms can go down by 38%. So I think it's an important note to do. So if you don't journal, do journal. You don't have to start anywhere crazy. It it could just be a couple questions and just writing out how you feel in that moment and then just processing things and allowing yourself to process. So Julia, why do you think that so many people feel so lost, at least from possibly like a neurolinguistic standpoint? Um, I, I believe that people, people don't quite really know what they are, not who they are, what they are. They don't quite really know and understand. They hear a lot of things. They read a lot of things. But they don't really quite know what the power of the subconscious mind and what it does and how we literally create stories to ourselves from the day that we were born. Literally everything is a story. And so if you're not liking the story, you just got to go in there and reprogram it and heal this. So there's one thing with reprogramming, and then we're talking about healing matters of the heart. And this is where the, my energy stuff comes in. But it really, it's the same thing as putting in your awareness and your focus and healing and understanding your emotions, that we are never our emotions, right? So it's knowing the mind and what it is with the conscious and the subconscious, knowing our emotions, knowing our physical body, because our physical body is always giving us signals and that's the place that gets sick when we're not listening, right? Um, which is that, which is also then the energetic body and the, ener- the energy is everything of what life is and slash spirituality. So to in a neurolinguistic pro, uh, programming point of view, I would tell you that we're all just a program. Everything is a program, a condition, or it doesn't matter what condition or uncondition, it's a program. And uh, and from programs and from the programs that we have, from our thoughts that we have, which trigger more emotions, which trigger more thoughts, in the end we create all these belief systems. We have millions and millions of beliefs. So we can't sit there and reprogram all those beliefs will be there forever. We can get to the core beliefs. And that's why we're constantly reprogramming too. But that's why self-hypnosis is one of the most powerful tools that you can learn to do. Awareness mixed with self-hypnosis. Self-hypnosis means you understand that you're having a challenge. Find the right um, guided um, visualizations that you can take yourself on or the way that you have that inner talk in your meditations when you're in theta brain state and how you're controlling your thoughts and allowing your thoughts to flow through um, when you're conscious in, in um brain state if that makes sense I hope that's answered your question mm-hmm. yeah that definitely makes sense so really I, I kind of look at it it's some, somewhere similar as well with the mindset work that I do is that you know we have these stories we have these beliefs but if we can work our way a little bit backwards so to speak but I think it's actually forwards because we're gaining a different kind of awareness around on that that original belief then that means that we can then look to literally do that reprogramming process that is NLP. Yeah, but it's also, I, I find it interesting with what you said, you said like going backwards, but you really are like reverse engineering things. 
You know, I had to reverse engineer to model myself to understand how did I go to where I am. A lot of people used to say, how are you still alive? And how? And this was before I ever studied neurolinguistic programming. I should be a whole mental case with what I've gone through. Uh, but as you said, the reason why I was not that mental case is because I cried the shit out. Like, that's how I dealt with it. I cried. I felt sorry for myself. I asked all the questions to myself on how this can happen. And then I said, okay, well, how can I take this forward? How, what can I do with this? And for me, my instance, because I was always a non-giver, I always knew that I was going to give back. So in, in the beginning stages, it was me with my music. I would write music. And I wanted to touch lives with my words and because music is what made me feel safe. Music made me feel not alone. And then it developed into uh, spiritual readings as well, which is what I was doing, was always giving. And then it developed into uh, mastering the mind. And when I found out what it was, I finally understood. I got it. This is it. we got to master our mind, master our emotions, and we can master our reality. That's all it comes down to because everything that we go through is not just beliefs and values. These beliefs and values create behavioral patterns and, and it's more and more behavioral patterns. Everything is just a pattern after pattern after pattern. And so when we peel these layers back, we're, we start to change our behaviors. We start to change our reactions. So it does go down on deeper levels, but subconscious reprogramming is very difficult to go without, I find. I find. Like imagine what it would be like to go through what we went through, for example, in, in a matter of four weeks if subconscious reprogramming wasn't there. Or even like subconscious healing, right? Well, just just to get the hidden information, right? Just to get that information without even programming those new beliefs and all the conscious work. Think of how long that would have taken. Mm -hmm. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, long time, very long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, even I don't even know if it would have happened, you know. So, I think it's it, it's definitely needed. That's for sure. So, Julia, have you ever encountered someone within your practice that was kind of so lost in their trauma that they weren't transformable, if that makes sense as a question? Yeah, yeah, it's, ha it's happened. I can't work with everyone. Um, some people literally um, are not ready. They think they are. They think they're logically ready, but they're not. Because they're, they've become so addicted to the pain. It's not quite put, putting judgments or passing blame. May they come around at some point. Yeah, it, um, it really, you know, the last time that that happened was around eight months ago. And um, I, I believe, you know, it's, she was so wanting it. She was so wanting it. But her, her, her belief system wouldn't allow her to to get through sabotage kept happening. remember when we had that one session and the coughing came out and all that self-sabotage came out remember that so imagine that on the extremist level she got corona then she got like it was one thing after the next that just kept happening i saw the sabotage until eventually it was like yeah this, she's just not ready she's just not ready and maybe she's not meant to be ready maybe she'll be ready in 10 years from now um but yeah it does happen and we have to respect that. We need to love them. So I felt that same way with my mother who tried to kill herself every single year until I understood, right, She, I, this is her path and I've got to respect that. I can't change that. That's her path. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. That's her path. And if I can't change that, then I need to respect that. Some people just don't want to get better. Some people are not, not necessarily consciously, so I'm not meaning to say insultingly, uh, yet. You've got to really be able to identify that. It is, it is sad and it is painful when you see it for a moment. 
but we can't save everybody. Like we can't. We're not saving anybody. They're saving themselves, but we can't facilitate everybody and transform transform them on the journey. You've got to really be at the point where you say, "I am willing to do absolutely anything right now to be able to get to that next point." Like I almost in a sense surrender. We're still not properly surrendering because um, we've got to really completely have that self worth, self love, self trust, their self value, which leads to self trust to be able to surrender. But it's literally just show me. Show me the way. Uh, and so if people are not there, I can't work with them. Uh, for me, maybe other people can, uh, but I don't believe in um, getting caught up in data. People, A lot of people like to get caught up in data of their trauma. And you see how, how much we don't need to get into data when it comes to healing right, and reprogramming. And when we get caught in the data, we get lost. We get lost in that whirlwind, which, again, is more thoughts, more emotions, more thoughts, more emotions. We're in another planet already that's not even our world of existence that we've created for ourselves. That's the process. Mm-hmm. It's like it's very, it's, it's so simple. The process is so simple. And you're like, oh, my God, have I really been doing this all my life? I did it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. We all do it. It's up to us to be able to, to migrate through that. Yeah. Mm. What are the signs that somebody is ready? Uh, well, first of all, you, I, I will feel it in their energy and how they speak. They're ready. Um, they will. Um, I truly believe you're talking about for, for what I sense or what they would know in themselves to know if they're ready. I think maybe what they would know within themselves. Where they know, right, you know that you absolutely can't continue living life the way you're living anymore. You know that if you continue living life the way you're living, it's probably got one foot in the grave already or just a destined life of misery and yet you know you're going to keep moving forward when you know you'll keep moving forward you're searching you're searching for that way and whether it's a coach whether it's a retreat whether it's i don't know uh you are you 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 are you're like searching for that you're like where is it where is it maybe you try hypnotherapy you try this you know people are trying you are not you are just i i'm not doing this anymore it's either go and suicide or I'm going to move forward. And I'm talking about that extreme. I'm saying that from someone who has literally been uh, uh, has committed suicide, attempted to commit suicide three times. Um, so I was literally, I just gave up. I was like, that's it. And then the moment I did it, I changed my mind. <laughs> I actually checked mm-hmm. myself in. Um, and, um, yeah, I believe that's what it is. It's where you literally know that you just can't, you can't live that way anymore. It's just, you've had, there, there is no way you're going to continue on that way. And yet you know that there's got to be something else out there, whether you've found it yet or not, but you know that there's a way to move forward. you just got to find it. That's when you know you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I feel like it's sometimes you think that you want the change, but you put the change off, put the change off, put the change off until it's like, like I remember being with my ex-girlfriend and we were together and we would get paralytically drunk every weekend and then... Um, we would argue all week and it took some time before you come to that realization of being like, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like I, I don't want to do this. And that's that point of transformation, right? Exactly. That I'm done. This is the exact same thing. So I transformed getting here. To be honest though, um, if I didn't get on that plane with that hope to believe that my father was still alive and then I would find him, uh, I quite easily would have been stuck in that trap of just giving up because I really, I was in such an environment that I didn't know, I didn't 
first of all, we never had the phones like we have today. We didn't have internet. I barely even knew what Facebook was. You know, I think Facebook, uh, it's about like 14 years ago now. Uh, so it was a different place. And so everything was just my environment. Everything that my mind was feeding was my environment. And I believed I had no one. I had nothing. No one cared. I'm on my own. And that's it. I'm stuck. I didn't know that there was another way. I didn't even think I even thought that um, therapy existed or coaching existed because I was forced by law to go see a uh, psychologist after the sexual abuse because I was only 14 years old, right? And I wanted to punch her in the face. She was sitting there with a smile on her face. And, of course, when you're in the government system, um, and you're forced because by by them to go to get help. It's usually students that are practicing on you, and mm. so I didn't have the best experience. So I kind of had a trauma attached to that. Thought it was all just a bunch of crap. Mm. Yet today I know that that's out there. So that's why I truly I'm very empathetic to people and understand. But we've got so much that's out there. If you want to make a transformation, you'll have that information put to you. You'll see solutions are out there. Some people may be completely in that bubble if they're in a very horrific state. I'm not going to say that that can't exist. But you've got to be done and knowing that's it. It's either I die now or I move forward. Mm. I know that's graphic. I know I'm quite heavy. I know I can be quite uh, extreme sometimes in my words, but it's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of pondering with that. It's, it. I, I think it is that very just, it It just is there. Like, it's just like, you're ready. I think, I think you know it. I think in a, a deep part of you, you, you do truly know it. Um. So Julia, where in your life was the moment that you decided that you'd transform others to such a level that you do now? <laughs> that was in 2019. I've been doing a, a neuro linguistic programming since uh, 2015 um, as a side gig, you know, while working in a in, in corporate. Uh, however, in 2019, when I had literally gone in deep, uh, where you know I had that huge spiritual expansion, and um, from there. I understood, I suddenly understood transformation because I was getting dried out. I'm like, I'm helping people with certain traumas, whether it's relationships, whether it's rape, whether it's a billion and one traumas, whether it's fears, fears of elevators, fears of, just like so many different things that I was like, what was that missing thing that I couldn't put my finger on until I understood what happens after that? What happens after that? And that's when I got into the, it was 2019 that I went full soul transformation. From A to Z, I stopped taking one-on-ones that was just for, um, you know, specific traumas and specific things. I stopped it all. That's it. Don't do that no more. Now it's only for my packages of transformation. Because I know I don't want to waste my time. I don't have time to waste. I have all the love for them, but, I, you know, you can't help everyone. And so, you know, refer them to other people. I only work on transformation. In 2019, since I understood what energy was, since I understood um, the, the four dimensions of human connection, so I understood that empowerment. And since I really modeled myself, I went, okay, now I get it. And now I get the shortcuts. I actually knew the way. Knew the way. So there's no way that I could go back on that. Um, I still get asked from time to time, and I get tempted. It does happen. I get tempted because I want to help everyone. But there's just not enough hours in the day. And my soul, I need to go where my soul carries me through. And my, I'm obsessed with what I do. I'm with you when I take you on that journey. Because that's what I'm passionate about. Because I've been there myself, and so transformation is my thing now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. So, Julia, we've got um, a tradition on this podcast. Um, First one we've already done. Um, But second one is um, podcast really changed my life. I was listening to a podcast once and in a small note, uh, the guy said, look, if you don't like your life, fucking change it, do something about it. From there, that started the personal development path and led me eventually to this point right now where we're, where we are. But I want you to um, really have like a little bit of a think, uh, maybe like a past version of yourself, somebody who was going through some challenging times some traumatic times, and they're really at their point where they quite, they haven't quite reached that point of making like that strong decision, but they really do want to step forward into something new, but there's just something holding them back. They're just on the fence at this point. What's something that you would like to say to that person in that moment? What's something that you would like to really bring a message across to? Again, you know, I'm I'm big on, on questions. Like I wish that I had someone ask me these questions before, but I would say, honestly, what's going to happen if you keep going down this path? Literally understand and see what's going to happen if you're going down this path. And to say to you, for sure, you are not here to suffer forever. And maybe look at the suffering that you're going through and say, hey, what is this piece of the puzzle there for? Why did I have to experience that? What is there for me to give in this world? Like, why, why is that happening to me? What am I meant to be aware of and see? You will find it. There, you, don't, you don't always need to... First, find that empowerment within yourself, that slightest bit, and say, am I worthy? Do I really believe that I'm worthy? Maybe I don't believe that I'm worthy of getting help. When you first understand that, that I'm worthy of changing, maybe you, you can start to ask yourself those different questions. But say, hey, if you don't want to live this way anymore, uh, then literally ask yourself where you see us. I know I'm getting a bit like sidetracked. You can always like make me a bit emotional because I know how hard it is and I know how difficult it may be to be caught, especially in these in these moments. Yet you know, and I don't like to bring time and space illusions. Yet we are in the in a physical reality and we are dealing with time and we are moving forward in time. And you just you have no idea the rainbow that's out there waiting for you. That even the slightest shifts create like the biggest glow, the biggest glow. We don't need to be suffering anymore. That's not the truth. It's not the truth. It's just a conditioning. It's not the truth. You've just got a program that's holding you back. So go out and give it a go. That's what I would say. Go out and check and see what resonates. See what you can find. And find the things within yourself that you can say, you know what? Am I willing to really just try something else? Because what I'm doing is not working for me. It's not working. Is there something else? I'm going to play a game. I'm going to try it for a week. Let's see. Let's see. Let's just try. Let's see. Then I'll give up. Then I'll put whatever it is that I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I would say to someone at that point. There's nothing much more that you can say to anyone if they're if that much in a funk that they cannot see any other way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a process. It's a process that we go through. And yet I believe that, it, you know, you're here to make a shift during this lifetime. you just got to open your eyes and be aware and just ask to receive. Even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in divinity, even if you don't believe in that, literally believe in yourself and say even to yourself, like, if I would be like, say, Julia, show me, show me that I can get out of this in any way. Show me the first step mm-hmm. and watch how your intuition will guide you that first step. Watch. Intuition is a, is a science, right? It's a science. It's scientifically proven on intuition. How it comes about, they can't necessarily prove it. No, 
but it's, it's, it's a fact. Trust your intuition. Play a game with your intuition just once. Try to listen to your intuition on the slightest little inkling that you have that's the small things, right? And you'll realize that it was right, and then you'll go, oh, okay, it doesn't exist. So you can just raise your hands and say, show me, show me the first step. First step may tell you to just, like, uh, you know, uh, go to the store, and you have no idea who you're going to meet when you're there at the store that's actually going to help say a sentence that's going to shift your life, that's going to get you to that next step. So just awareness, that's why awareness is, say, awakening. Yeah, I've on a bit on that one, where I just find it a very sensitive topic for most. Mm-hmm. Mm. Julia, I really, really appreciate you coming onto this podcast and sharing so much of your wisdom, so much of your light. Where's the best place to reach you for anybody who's listening to this podcast and has been transformed so somewhat, somewhat already? Definitely to check out my uh, social media. Check out Julia's uh, coach on Instagram. You can also go to my website. It's very, you know. You'll really know and resonate. I, I share a lot of content that uh, definitely encourages and, and, and teaches. So, you know, when you're not ready to jump on a program, you're not ready to go and get that guidance, at least feed yourself the information that your mind and your heart needs to be able to push you forward. So that's what I would say. Definitely go to the social media, Instagram. Mm. That means that means there. Mm. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I would definitely recommend that you guys go over it over from there. And if you took anything from this podcast, if anything landed, like just have a little bit of a think, like, who do you know? Like, it could be your sister, it could be siblings, it could be friends, it could be anybody. But it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about getting those messages to people that genuinely need it so that they can raise their vibrations and for us to create this happier, positive energy game of life. So make sure to share away. And so for everybody listening, keep moving forwards. Don't ever stop. We appreciate you and we hope you have an awesome day.